Today in the newscast, Israel holds the first ever multi-nation drone drill. A message to Iran? Speaking of Iran, the regime says it's found a way to evade U.S. sanctions. Find out what it is next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We've told you many times here on the newscast over the past few months that Iran sees itself as a growing drone superpower. Time after time over the past several months, the Iranian regime has held large drills and military parades showing off their homegrown drone hardware, whether it's attack drones, so-called kamikaze drones that can be packed with explosives and flown into a target, or surveillance drones of all shapes and sizes, Iran has truly invested a great deal of time, effort, and money into building up their drone program. They have used it to great effect across the region. Look no further than Yemen, of course, with the Houthi rebels at Iran proxy there, which has again and again used Iranian-supplied drone technology and drones, the actual drones in some cases, to target Saudi Arabia. Also, Hamas and Hezbollah possess this drone technology as well, and those Iran-backed Shia militias in Iraq. Back in May, during the war between Israel and Hamas, Iran actually attempted to fly a drone into Israeli airspace. Of course, it was shot down, but the drone component is a crucial part of what Iran is trying to build, that ring of fire that surrounds Israel right now comprised of Iran's proxies, Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad in Gaza, the Houthis to the south in Yemen, Hezbollah to the north in Lebanon, and those Shia militias in Syria and Iraq, all armed to the teeth with rockets, missiles, and yes, drones. Look, Iran sees itself again as a growing drone superpower. The Israelis say, hey, we're already there. Israel just wrapped up the first ever multi-nation drone drill. It took place in central Israel. It kicked off on July 12th. It just wrapped up yesterday, Thursday, July 22nd. Israel was joined by the United States, France, Italy, and the UK in this large-scale drone drill. Again, folks, it was practically two weeks long, and they used, these five nations, used Israeli-made drones. Now, 20 nations were actually international observers uh, of this drill as well, so clearly there is a lot of interest in the drone component in terms of the future of warfare, and Israel is on the cutting edge of it. I'll give you a great example. In May, during that war with Hamas in Gaza, Israel reportedly used, for the first time ever in warfare, no one else has done this, folks, drone swarms, literally swarms of multiple drone multi-copters that were used to track and surveil and target Hamas operatives in Gaza, really used for a variety of purposes, but also to take out these operatives. Again, first time ever in modern warfare, so clearly Israel is on the cutting edge. And I think you could see this drill that just wrapped up as a message of sorts to the Iranian regime for the reasons I just stated. Look, Iran is not only developing its own drone arsenal, but it is handing off that technology and the actual drones in some cases to its proxies that surround Israel. What we have unfolding here right now, folks, are literally drone wars 
in the Middle East. We have the shadow war at sea that we've talked so much about here on the newscast over the past few months with Iran and Israel going at it in international waters across the world. But now we have the drone wars developing as well. Uh, interesting to see these four Western nations aligned with Israel in this drone drill. Of course, 20 other nations looking on. And remember, we have the drone task force that we told you about here in the newscast last month, the United States and Israel joining forces literally to form a task force specifically to combat and counter Iran's growing drone threat. U.S. generals have said, hey, these Iranian unmanned aerial vehicles, UAVs for short, they pose perhaps the greatest threat to U.S. personnel in the Middle East right now. And hey, folks, look no further than the repeated in recent months Drone strikes carried out by Iranian-backed Shia militias in Iraq against U.S. bases and personnel in that country. So this drone war is certainly heating up. And by the way, that task force not only is designed to counter Iran's drone program, but the U.S. and Israel are also working on ways to counter the ballistic missile program of the Iranian regime, in particular those precision-guided munitions, PGMs for short, that we've told you about many times here on the newscast. Precision-guided missiles do exactly what their name says. They are designed to hit the target with great accuracy and precision. Iran is hell-bent on supplying its proxies, in particular Hezbollah in southern Lebanon, with these PGMs. That is a red line that Israel will not allow Iran and Hezbollah to cross. As we wrap up here, speaking of red lines, another major bit of news this week out of the Middle East, uh, the Iranian regime just uh, announced that they are opening a brand new oil terminal that, in their words, will enable them to evade U.S. sanctions. Why is that? Well, in their view, the main reason is that this new terminal is located on the Gulf of Oman in southeastern Iran, and it does not sit near the Strait of Hormuz. The strategic Strait of Hormuz, of course, where a good deal of the world's oil supply passes through every day. Iran is saying, hey, now that we have this new terminal southeast of the Strait of Hormuz, we don't need to pass through there, and it will be a whole lot easier for us to evade U.S. sanctions. We're not going through that choke point. We can't be as easily monitored, perhaps, to see what's coming out of Iran. So now we can much more easily at this new oil export terminal uh, get around those sanctions by exporting our oil. Now, Iran has already done this uh, with Syria, Venezuela, China. There is great suspicion, and especially in Syria, a whole lot of rock-solid proof that Iran has been shipping oil and getting around U.S. sanctions with the help of these three nations, China, Venezuela, and Syria. Now Iran will look to expand that even further out of this new oil terminal. Something to keep an eye on as these indirect talks between Iran and the United States in Vienna will no doubt uh, kick back off once again next month or perhaps September in the fall once Ibrahim Raisi, the brand new Iranian president, is sworn in. Again, he was elected, quote-unquote, in an election that was anything but free and fair back in June. He will be sworn in in August. The Iranian regime says until that happens, the nuclear talks are kind of on hold. Once he's back in, folks, 
you can expect the Iranian regime to take an even more hardline stance in these negotiations. Raisi is a true radical Iranian revolutionary who is very close to the Supreme Leader Ayatollah Khamenei and is a possible successor to Khamenei. So expect a very hard line coming from the Iranian regime in the months to come. Know this, no matter how these nuclear talks shake out, Israel will never allow Iran to acquire nuclear weapons under any circumstances. It is not happening on Israel's watch. You can bank on that. Here's the good news. We could be discouraged about this, we could be fearful, or we could heed the words of 2 Timothy, which tell us to not have a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I can't think of a better message to leave you with as we head into the weekend, folks. Thanks so much for joining us this week here on the Watchman Newscast. Until next time, have a great weekend. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.